Hello, and welcome to the Agma Bone Cement Podcast, the podcast where we talk with leading clinicians about dentistry trends and beyond. We are happy to have Dr. Stefan Berg speaking with us today. Dr. Stefan Berg is a native of Strasbourg, France, and he obtained his doctorate from the Dental University of Strasbourg. After graduation, Dr. Berg completed a master's degree in periodontology. Passionate about implantology, he joined the hospital Cochin in Paris, where he practiced with medical surgeons and dental surgeons, sharing different points of view and experience. He is a specialist in surgery, dental implants, and prosthodontics. Thank you for joining us here today, Dr. Berg. How are you? Hi, thank you, Ishera. Thank you, uh, uh, and hello to everybody. Um, I'm very glad and very honored to be here uh, today with you. Before we begin speaking about your work with Bone Cements, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of an introduction to you beyond the profession? Yeah, of course. Um, well, uh, as you said uh, before, I was uh, graduated in uh, the University of Strasbourg in uh, 1992. Uh, then I work uh, in the periodontology uh, service for two years, uh, part-time activities. I'm coming from the world of uh, periodontology. Um, and uh, I always enjoyed the surgical periodontology and, uh, and, I, and I acquired uh, the mastership of uh, delicate surgeries. But uh, actually I was torn uh, between uh, the motto of periodontology, which was uh, maintain the tooth at any cost, but actually the, the cost was the bone. Mm -hmm. So um, at this moment, at, uh, at, this, at this time, we knew that uh, we knew how to repair, to repair the teeth um, with posts, crowns, bridges, uh, denture, and so on. But uh, we were distraught, uh, confronted to a bone loss. So uh, the problem was how to face to the bone loss. But uh, and this is uh, this is this was the, the the problem and the and therefore the, the dogma was to maintain the tooth uh, in periodontology. The, the dogma was to maintain the tooth despite the bone loss. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the story, we finally lost the tooth and the bone. So uh, when we discovered the result of implantology, I took my distance with, with this dogma and uh, tried to maintain the bone. So um, at this moment, people thought that uh, periodontology and implantology were uh, opposite. Um, some were sustaining teeth and others uh, sustaining bone. Uh, nowadays, we know that you need a large bone volume to succeed in, implant in implantology. And a nice, nice and healthy periodontal environment uh, to maintain the success of your implant. So uh, we can consider that nowadays, uh, periodontology and implantology are additional. More than that, they are supplementary or complementary. So um, this is not a, this is not a, 
a way of, uh, this is not a, a question of dogma, but this is a question of uh, the evolution of the dentistry. Mm -hmm. So you've really found a way to bring the two of them together instead of having to be two op opposing viewpoints. Absolutely, absolutely. This was my, um, my path uh, in, uh, in my evolution uh, in dentistry for, for the last years. What made you want to become a dentist? Uh, actually, I I born in a, in a dental practice. My mom was dentist, and so uh, I used to to spend my uh, Wednesday afternoon in uh, in, uh, in the laboratory. Yes, and um, I used to um, to assist my mom uh, very early. At the age of twelve, uh, I was already in uh, in the practice. Ah, so you started very young. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And what made you decide to study implant dentistry? Um, well, uh, my mom was in the periodontology service, so mm -hmm. uh, she was periodontist. So um, I was uh, periodont periodontal conscious very early mm -hmm. uh, during my, my uh, dental studies. And uh, the, the evolution, as said before, the evolution of the, the periodontology was for me was implantology. Uh, I was uh, absolutely, um, well, I was, I was convinced by the periodontology, by the periodontal surgery, but I was not convinced at all anymore by all by the rest of periodontology. As I said before, I was torn between the, um, the usual periodontal approach and the, and the surgery. But um, I, always, I always keep in my mind the principles of the periodontal surgeries. You have your own clinic. Well, I do have my own clinic, but uh, I'm specialized in implantology, surgeries, surgery, and uh, prosthesis. Moreover, I'm working in a dental clinic uh, where I'm in charge uh, of uh, implantology. That's very interesting activity. The clinic where I'm working, I'm just in charge of implantology. So it's a little bit different because uh, the treatment planning is done by the dentist and I'm working just for implantologists to uh, when the dentist is asking, is asking for uh, implantology or for surgery. So it's something different. It's a different approach. And uh, it's a different approach because I'm working with, uh, with another team. And uh, I think it's uh, with younger, youngest people. It's always interesting to, to share all, uh, all the experience. With the younger dentist that you're working with? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, working with uh, with different dentists, and so uh, I'm obliged to uh, or to change my mind or to to convince the dentist for to to my uh, treatment planning. So, uh, but it's a very interesting uh, way of working, where and um, and to adapt yourself to different uh, way of thinking. This is uh, really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about how you first started working with bone grafts? Well, as I said before, I always, I have always thought my surgical activities uh, through a periodontal uh, point of view. And um, well, just remember uh, years ago, 
uh, the different principles of the graft. And uh, well, we use to graft uh, to repair the bone loss, but not to maintain the bone level. And uh, we, we had uh, counterproductive tenets. Well, first, uh, not to graft in uh, an infected site. So uh, we had to wait, we, we have to wait for weeks of, uh, of uh, healing and then to graft. So uh, this was the principles of uh, bone grafting. This was not logical because uh, when you're waiting for, for the healing, for a complete healing, you, are, uh, you don't have the benefit of the immediate healing process. And uh, because of the infection, that was for sure. But you lose the, um, the, all the benefits of the healing uh, process, the immediate healing process. Then uh, just remember years ago, uh, we used to, to put a membrane to isolate, to isolate the site. And so um, this was the dogma, you know? Uh, so you put a membrane, you, is you isolate the site, and of course you avoid fibrosis from uh, fibroblastic cells, but uh, also you lose the benefit of uh, the growing factors. And of course you do cause a heavy inflammation process. So, but we needed the membrane. We needed the membrane to maintain the pieces of the graft into the socket and to isolate. So um, this is a counterproductive tenet, you know? Remember, at this time, at this moment, we wanted to take advantage from the volume. Uh, remember, we used coal, uh, we used ceramic marbles, we used almost everything. Bone fragments, okay, but bone fragments, that's, that mean another side. And so this was absolutely, for me, this was absolutely counterproductive to intervene into another side. So I didn't feel at ease at this moment. I didn't feel at ease with this type of graph. And then I need to go into another path. Okay, and is this when you first started working with uh, bone cements and biphasic calcium sulfate? So uh, as I told you before, I didn't feel at ease with grafting principles. And, uh, and suddenly some uh, people in France asked me to, to test a bone cement, the Ogma bond aptide. This was new principles, and uh, this was uh, very, very strange. So they asked me to test it uh, just to know uh, if they want to buy the license, actually, okay. from, uh, from Ogma. And so uh, I test this product. Uh, first, I was very doubtful because uh, the product uh, promised so much. So I was uh, surprised uh, by so many results uh, for uh, just a graft, just a grafting cement. So I was uh, really, really doubtful. And, uh, and the first thing I asked was uh, if this product uh, will make me my coffee too, between two patients, you know? So uh, I, I, was, I was really, really doubtful. And, uh, and so I, test this, uh, I tested this product this new product, and um, and I understood at this moment uh, when I saw the results, when I saw uh, how easy it was to to handle this product, I was fascinated by this product, and uh, 
and we we became with uh, Ogma Bondaptide, we became best friend. Uh, I mean, the cement and me. And, and so I began to, to think, graft very, very differently and to go forward forward uh, in the, this fantastic um, world of, uh, of bone cement. So you were one of the first users of bone cement in France? France, yes, absolutely. I, I had this chance, yes, absolutely. And then were, did you go and spread the word to other people? Were your colleagues interested? Actually, absolutely not, because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I tried to share my experience, but um, it was uh, very hard to, to make people to understand the, this new dogma, uh, because uh, I, I was changing, when, when I was talking to them, I was changing their, their way of working, their way of thinking their way of think the bone draft. So, uh, well, actually I'm very, uh, I was very disappointed to, and I'm disappointed to, to tell you that uh, uh, most of reaction were very aggressive and, uh, and very, very doubtful. Uh, maybe because, um, um, because, because of the principles of the graft cement and, and of, uh, of all these tenets. And this was, uh, this was part of the, of the dogma. I changed, uh, I changed uh, too, um, too many things for them. And so uh, I was confronted with uh, a lot of uh, aggressive reaction uh, on the on the media on the media uh, social media on uh, in the conference and so on. Uh, this was a, a pity, and um, and uh, of course I had a very very good uh, also very good results, and, and a lot of uh, of dentists uh, accept to change their dogma, accept to earn money, accept to earn time, and they accept the, 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 um, to cancel uh, their way of thinking. And so um, I had uh, a lot of um, satisfactions with, uh, with all these people. So you really actually got to watch the, um, the profession change through time as, as bone cements became more and more popular? Absolutely, because um, Ogma Bondaptide and uh, change uh, the principles of a graft. Um, you know, Ogma is, uh, for me, it's not a bone cement. Uh, for me, it's just a substrate. Uh, I mean, we used to, to place a cement that must stay in, in place and, uh, and colonized by bone cells but thought to stay. That was the, the old dogma, uh, biphasic calcium sulfate cement uh, is so different. It is thought to disappear. So we used to, to, to place something thought to stay and to be colonized. And then this cement is thought to disappear. So to be replaced, I mean, uh, fully replaced. So, uh, so a lot of people, uh, people ask, okay, um, you have uh, all my brand uptight, okay. So uh, please show me the results and please uh, show me CBCDs, 
show me some, some uh, evidences uh, after two, three, four years. Okay, but this was the old way of thinking because so I used to replace, I, I, I used to reply, I don't know because this product will disappear in one year. After one year, uh, this product will be replaced by new bone. So I don't consider ogmabondaptite uh, after one year. It's the patient's bone. And the problem is that uh, a lot of dentists want to see the evolution of the cement after two years. What happened after two years? Okay, after two, after one year, after one year, it's the patient's bone. So after two years, it's always, it's, uh, it's still the patient's uh, bone. And so um, this is the, the, the old uh, dogma. You see, the first Ogma Symposium was, the title was uh, Change Your Dogma. That was so true so true because uh, i mean you can't use this product if you are not able to change your mind if you are not able to change the dogma of dozens of years teaching all these old principles i'm no convinced of course but this was an effort for me and for the and i think it's the same effort for the dentist to change their way of thinking the bone cement are made to stay in place. And uh, this was the, I, I mean, the, the genius of, of my friend, uh, Dr. Amos Yahav, because he changed the way of thinking the bone crafting principles. And uh, this is actually, this is the, um, the most important thing to uh, have another reflection, to to think uh, the bone grafting uh, in, in another way, in another uh, way of thinking. And uh, this is exactly what uh, Dr. Amos Yahav have done. He changed the way of thinking. Sometimes, I mean, the principles of the, graft, of the grafting uh, system was bad. But so we absolutely want to keep something, to keep the volume. But we were convinced that that was the truth. Uh, Dr. Amos, you have changed uh, this way of thinking. This is, I, I think this is uh, the, the most important part of his success. Now, for so many doctors, when they start working with bone cements, they see a learning curve. You were one of the first doctors that you, I mean, you were the first doctor that you knew to be working with them. So did you see a learning curve and how did you deal with this? Of course, uh, when I discovered uh, this product, I, I use it uh, for different things. But of course, I tried when I saw the results, I try uh, and I test uh, more and more. Uh, because don't forget that uh, I, I tried first to, to place this, um, this product in healthy side. So the result was uh, huge. So then they told me you can put this cement uh, into an infected site. That, this, this was uh, absolutely, this was amazing for me. I tried to use it in infected site and the results were absolutely bluffing. And then I, I applied the, the success recipes and uh, I changed all my way of, uh, all my way of, of grafting. I placed the cement in infected site. I don't use any membrane. I discovered that 
the product was 100% colonized by blood because of his porosity, by, uh, so by cells, uh, by growing factors. When I saw the result, I was really amazed by all these results. Don't forget that you don't, uh, you don't need to, to sustain uh, the volume. Uh, I used to, I used to, um, to graft with uh, posts and to sustain my graft with posts. Uh, so this, uh, this changed everything because I don't need to sustain the volume. I don't need to cover the graft. Why? So I don't need PRF anymore. I don't need membrane anymore. And in what type of cases do you use bond cements? Actually, uh, I use it for, of course, socket grafting, for when I have a cortical plate losses, cortical plate loss, for the sinus left, summers, or uh, lateral approach, sinus left. In the case of uh, surgeries of the uh, root section, this was uh, very interesting also. Wisdom teeth surgery to preserve the, the second molars, the second molar, cortical preservation, uh, lateral, pres lateral preservation, lateral augmentation. And I'm waiting for, of course, uh, testing and waiting for new perspectives, you know. I think that we didn't have all the application uh, of the, the bond cement right now. There's a lot of new perspectives. And um, well, I'm I'm really waiting for uh, the, the next event uh, in Orlando, the second symposium, that, and uh, the title is a uh, new generation, I think. A new, a new generation for bone regeneration. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think that we had time to to get uh, a, a, a nice reflection uh, about bone cement, and so uh, it's not it's now a new generation. I will I really have I will have the, the pleasure and, uh, and the honor to present present my, my, my work and to and to share uh, with all with all the speakers and to share about the new perspectives and uh, one of the new perspectives is um, about the um, lateral augmentation which is really difficult to obtain. I used to, to intervene into a, a second side, second surgical side to get bony plate and to get uh, a, a nice uh, bone volume. But well, the bone cement, uh, the Ogma bone daptite, they changed my way of work. And no, I think I, I will show this result in Orlando's uh, symposium. And this is a, this is a, a very, very interesting perspective to, for lateral augmentation. There's a, a, over perspectives uh, treatment for bisphosphonates. We will confront it to more and more uh, surgery with patients under bisphosphonate. Well, actually, uh, I'm using Ogmabondapta systematically in this kind of surgery and with a surprising results which is due to the calcium sulfate, nothing more. But I think that this is a very, very, this is a very interesting path to, de to develop. You mentioned Agma Symposium uh, coming up in May, uh, May 5th to 7th. You were also a speaker at the uh, first symposium in 2019. Yeah, I, I have this chance. I was a speaker at the, symposium, the first symposium. I lectured about sinus. 
you know that sinus left is part of our daily problem because uh, we don't have so much big or efficient bone level under the sinus. And the problem is to have a very bioactive and biocompatible uh, product, but a lot of uh, a lot of grafting products stay in into uh, in, into the, the the patient's body and the transformation rate is around uh, is less than 20%. That's for one of the most used grafting material uh, into the world. Uh, officially, it's uh, around uh, 17% of transform transformation. So that means that when we are uh, doing a, a sinus left surgery, after six, seven, or eight months, you will perform your implant placement into 80% of bovine, bovine uh, mm -hmm. material and not into patient bone. I was very, very uh, proud to lecture about, the re about my, my results uh, with uh, Ogma Bandaptite uh, for the Summers uh, surgeries and for the lateral approach sinus left surgeries because um i mean we after a, a surgery with the bandaptide you just implant in the patient bone and so all the result i can see directly uh, at the reopening all these amazing results well i'm now convinced that i have absolutely the same results into uh, the, the sinus so this was my, I lectured uh, for the um, first, first symposium, I lectured about that, and this was very, very interesting. Orlando will be a little bit different because um, we lectured about lateral augmentation. And lateral augmentation uh, can't, uh, until now, couldn't be done uh, without PRF, without membrane, without posts, without second surgical site, and so on. This new approach uh, changed the lateral augmentation principles and afford to the, to, to the dentist uh, the chance to increase uh, the, the bone volume, the lateral bone volume to perform implant placement. So um, it's very, very interesting. I have the chance to lecture in Orlando and uh, I, all have, I also have the chance to, to lecture for Ogma in uh, Bucharest, Romania, in March, in France, in March also, and uh, in Lyon, I think in June. Well, um, so yeah, I'm lecturing for, for Ogma. Uh, I'm sharing my results, and I'm always very, very impressed uh, when I'm discussing with, um, with uh, the dentist. After the lecture, you know, uh, it's very, very friendly and uh, it's part of the Ogma family. Do you have any advice that you'd like to share to dentists now that may be listening that have never worked with bone cements before? Yeah, I have, uh, well, different advices. First, uh, forget everything <laughs> that you've learned about uh, usual bone grafting, about the prehistory of bone grafting. Change your mind. Don't try to don't try to apply your all the uh, methods to this new product, and just 
try it because uh, everything is uh, is possible it's very simple you don't need to be you don't need to be um, so uh, experimented in surgery to master this product but please please don't apply your old methods to this new product it's a new product with new method and so you have to to change uh, your dogma that's a new dogma and you will get so fantastic results this product uh, do a lot of things a lot a lot of things what is sure is that this product uh, don't prepare your coffee that's for sure but you will have the time to prepare your own coffee uh, because of all the time you will uh, save using Oma. Uh, is there anything new that you would like to learn? I think that um, for this product, we didn't discover yet all his uh, potential. We are working with uh, about uh, periamplantitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, one of, uh, of our problems. We are working for vertical augmentation. Uh, vertical augmentation is... Um, it's a very, very important problem because uh, we do have a solution right now, but we have uh, very uh, aggressive solutions. We have very hard uh, and expensive solutions for the patient. So I have, I have a dream that we can afford uh, new solutions in vertical augmentation in periimplantitis. Uh, with this product, with uh, the bone cement. I'm convinced that we uh, didn't discover all the potential of uh, all my bone appetite yet. Uh, I'm convinced because uh, I can see in my everyday life the results of this product. So, and the way it's, uh, the way it simplified my professional life. So I convinced that we, this product can surprise us a lot, a lot of new solutions. So I'm waiting for that and I'm working. I want to, first of all, thank you very much for coming and speaking with us today. Take your time out of your busy schedule to join us for the Agma Bone Cement podcast. And I want to thank anyone else who's listening. See more work by Dr. Berg at agmabio.com where Dr. Berg has 17 uh, clinical cases as of right now, and 10 of them from the last year alone, and three webinars about bone cements and your work with biphasic calcium sulfate. So once again, it's at agmabio.com backslash agmaflix. And to Dr. Berg and to all of our listeners who are with us today, we look forward to seeing you at Agma's second international symposium. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alisheva. Thank you to all my team. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to collaborate with uh, all of you. Thank you very much.